Tom Panos, Troy Malcolm, minus John McGrath. He's on the bench, but we believe he's going to be coming on in the seventh minute. He's going to be used as an impact player. Uh, how are you, Troy? I'm good, Tommy. How are you, mate? I haven't seen you for a full week, and I yeah. feel like I've missed out. Mate, Troy, for some reason, I feel like you're, you're the, that weekly rich... You know, it's become such a habit that when I don't see Troy Malcolm for a week, I say to Judith... How come we haven't seen Troy this week? <laughs> well, mate, I've been travelling around the country. You've been travelling around the country. Yeah, where have you been, Troy? I've been in Melbourne. Melbourne. We've opened a number of offices down there, so I've been spending time with the team out of our St Kilda office and also our Waverley office, working out of the Mount Waverley BDA um, with the McGrath guys. So they have fantastic results. Melbourne market's strong as ever, very yeah. similar to Sydney. How were your results on the weekend? They're good, Troy. I think what we're seeing is that November, December... We saw the market uh, lose a bit of energy. And Troy, you're an auctioneer. You're seeing what's happened. We're not back to the heights of uh, May, June, July last year, but we're talking about a pretty strong marketplace. Um, There's lots of buyer energy and real estate agents. What I'm hearing is they're saying, I wish I had more listings because the buyers are there. And um, Troy, today's topic is uh, facing that issue because I think that Um, ultimately, at the end of the day, the success of all our listeners, and we don't know whether there's one or there's there's 10 or (laughs) There might be one playing at 6,000 times a week. We never know, Tommy. (laughs) Uh, But I know that their ultimate success, Troy, has got largely and nearly entirely to do with their ability to get listings and nothing else. Absolutely, absolutely. And you, when you think about the solid definition of success, you know, you think about how am I going to do something today that's going to increase my competence in some area of my life, be that a real estate agent, be that getting listings, yeah. that'll advance me in the future. So yeah. it's a really important topic and I reckon your questions that we're going to cover off and questions that people need to ask, are, uh, for anyone that wants to get better, write these down because these are absolute gold. Okay. And um, the title of this uh, podcast is Million Dollar Agents Ask Questions, Rookies Make Statements. So um, the questions actually begin, Troy, at a listing presentation before the listing presentation. And uh, on the phone, the 10 minutes that you're setting an appointment is a great opportunity for you to create positioning, to collect information, and to separate yourself in the crowded marketplace of three or four agents wanting the business. Um, Troy, what we clearly know is that without doubt, and the good news is, as we said, (laughs) John McGrath has been asked, the coach has said, John, um, he's up. This is an incredible change in the seventh minute of the game. (laughs) That's right, the kickoffs happened. The kickoffs happened. I knew I was in good hands, and uh, so I apologise to everyone, including our listeners, but uh, we're here. Yes. So, uh, John, the topic that we're going to talk about today is million dollar agents ask questions, rookies make statements, and uh, we were going to go... I think also, Tom, like, you know, just, I'd add, like to add to that, they ask questions of themselves as well as of their customers. So I was doing a coaching session yesterday, Troy, and uh, you know, I was saying to the group, well, you know, I, I, you've got to ask questions about your own performance. And if you ask better questions about your own performance, is, you know, how do I really rate myself zero to ten as a prospector? Yeah. And I come across people, as you do, Tom, all the time, and they rate themselves an eight, and yet the listing cupboard's bare. Yeah. And I said, well, you can't be an eight, because an eight would mean you're close to world class and you've got 25 listings happening at the moment. 
And then, of course, which I think is where you're probably going with the with the uh, question, or the statement is, you know, when you're at a listing presentation, agents generally spend ninety percent of the time telling people about themselves. Yeah. And they don't ask about the customer. Yeah. You can't help someone until you actually know what do they want to achieve. Yeah. And when when, when you use the word helping, um, you think about a doctor. You go see a doctor to get help, and the doctor does not go into statement mode. The doctor spends three or four minutes in question mode because he pretty much knows that the information that he or she collects, John, yeah. is going to be critical to what the final uh, prescription is going to be. Um, um, and one of my problems, Tommy, I agree with that. One of the problems, though, is people have heard Idea Week. People mm. have heard questions-based listing appointment. I'll guarantee that there are people in their cars now nodding, and yet they're about to go into a listing presentation and make statements. Yeah. So you've actually got to hear this stuff for the first time. So when you go into a customer and you've done a tour of a property and you sit down and have a nice cup of tea with them, you need to know what are the key questions that are going to extract the information to demonstrate that you care. So John, I was at an office the other day and I heard a real estate agent take a call for an appraisal and I thought it was absolutely gold, the first thing he said. The first thing he said was, can I ask who referred you to me? Mm. and um, straight away and then he got off the phone call and I said to him did you know those people he said no Tom I ask that question all the time because if they have been referred I want to ring up the person that's referred it and the second thing is if they haven't been referred it at least creates positioning that I do get referrals yeah. and that's only a positive thing that's gold oh, I love that that's really good um, so that, that question alone if people go out and start using that, I mean, it's a very strong positioning statement. Yeah, John, um, let's run through two or three questions. I've, I've got some written down here. Um, on that telephone conversation, um, you are building rapport. What, what do you think about agents that are getting onto RP data as the conversation's happening um, on the phone? So they're collecting information to actually look at the property, see what it looks like, get when it's it was a great strategy traded. if it doesn't distract you. Depends right. how readily and seamlessly you can do it. What you don't, well, so a couple of things. Number one is if it's going to distract you, don't do it. If you've got access to and you're proficient with the technology and be able to get it, I think it's good. Yeah, you might just see something and see a photo of the house and you might see when they bought it. And, you know, I think, Tom, you've been there about four or five years. Remember, it's the big you know, Victorian home on the corner. I think without, you know, because this is the next point, you don't want to try and show off through data. So I think it just, for me, even though often when I get data, when I go in to see someone, I may never use the information I have, but having it there gives me an opportunity or an edge to give a better presentation just by having it there. What I hate, you know, is people, when they come in, I see agents doing it all the time. Oh, you know, you were here four years ago, you bought this for $771,000, it's on 600 square metres of land. Again, it's, it's kind of like trying to show off what you know yeah. unnecessarily. So just park the data, access it, and if there's legitimately an opportunity to utilise it, good. But you just need to be careful it doesn't distract you. JM, is this too aggressive to ask on the phone? Um, when are you looking at moving? I think it's too aggressive, a couple of reasons. One is, a lot of people at this stage, they're calling you and they haven't made that decision. And I don't want to start creating rejection-type questions. So, you know, one of those things they almost say that, you know, you should know the answer to the question before you ask it, in a sense. I guess if you take that philosophy and... I don't want someone saying, oh, no, no, I haven't actually decided to sell yet. We're just kind of wanting to meet a few agents. It feels the energy kind of starts backing off. 
I don't like asking people why they're selling because, we, as we know, unfortunately, in a lot of instances, people are selling for let's call them negative, yeah. emotionally charged reasons, divorce, death, uh, financial uh, loss. So my view is, I don't want to ask you anything that's going to make the, the conversation stilted or uncomfortable until I've earned the right to build that rapport, earn your trust, and then when we're together, then we can have that conversation. It's probably going to come out in the discussion anyway. So I'm, I'm careful to make sure that prior to having earned the right to ask questions that are more at the intimate, personal level, I'm not going to go there. Do you probe about their view of value? Yeah, one of the things I always ask people um, is, you know, Tom, when we when we meet together, I guess one of the key questions for you is going to be what else has been selling and what sort of price range do I see your property fitting in? So what I want to do is bring some comparables. I'll print out a few just to help me. What sort of ballpark price range do you think you're going to sit within? Most people at that point will give a reasonable response. Well, yeah, it's over a million, but it's probably not much more than a million. Those that don't, and by the way, back to the RP data question on CoreLogic is I generally do try and access it because I'm pretty good with it on our mobile data pro, whatever it's called. Um, are they a sponsor? Uh, Troy, not. we need to get on the CoreLogic. <laughs> no, just joking. But, but um, you know, so, so I, uh, I will go on to that um, and I will you know, sort of uh, access that information. What, what was the question? Sorry, so, 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 so James, are you, are you probing for the figure that they're, they're hoping to? Sorry, yeah, so back to that. So RP Data has an automatic valuation in there, high, low, roughly. So I'll often say, if they say, look, John, you know, I wish I knew, to be honest, I haven't even looked at it. Yeah. I've been here 30 years. I'll say, well, Tom, RP Data, I've just had a quick glance. They've estimated automatically on the automatic valuation that your property's worth between 1.2 and 1.4. Does that sound right to you? Okay, that's John. That's gold because all you're doing is conveying some information that is readily third party. By the way, if they say, "Oh no, no, I would have thought I'm two million, which yeah. might be right or wrong, yeah, but it's not offensive because I haven't thrown. I've said, "Look, that could be right." Sometimes these uh, uh, automatic valuations don't take into consideration things that are happening in the immediate area. So let me just bring property values that are either side of two million, then we'll go through it. Okay, JM, you're at. You're at the presentation now, and let's assume you've done what most good real estate agents do, and they've either sent a pre-listing package or they've sent references over. Some agents send references within 30 seconds saying, mm -hmm. by the way, here are the last 20 people that transacted, name, email, mobile, feel like free that. to contact them. I like that. That's, that's very good. I've got, I've got to talk about that very briefly. I went into the other day, uh, into a protein shop the other day, John, the power of another consumer. And I was sitting there, and I was looking at some protein bars by the cashier. And... I picked up and looked at a wrapper, and a girl next to me said, if you want something that tastes really good, like a Snickers bar that's got low sugar and calories, try these. These are beautiful. She didn't work in the shop. She was another customer. Mm -hmm. My instant reaction was to pick up the two, buy them, and pay for them. So this stranger I've never met in my whole life influenced my behaviour. We know people book a hotel room from listening to John and Sarah Smith from Bundaberg mm. put a comment on TripAdvisor, mm. and they've never met him. The power of consumers in 2016 is um, overtaking what a company says. Social proof, I mean, it's critical. We know that statistically two out of three people that buy a service or a product are doing so off the back of a direct or an indirect. So an indirect could be TripAdvisor, a direct is gonna be the lady that ran into you in the shop. Um, so I, I think yeah, that, that, that just goes to the point that you, me and Troy make every single week is everyone needs to be treated like royalty.
Yeah. Doesn't matter who they are, what they're doing, whether they're transacting or not. You must build a bridge and build a quality relationship with every single person in your, not just in your community, on the planet Earth. You know, it shouldn't be just because they could potentially influence someone. JM, I want to fast forward it. Questions at the listing presentation. You talked about the fact that um, too many agents go in there and um, don't focus on the vendor or the vendor's property and become very inward and start thinking about themselves and the value that they bring to the table um, instead of you know being curious about the owner situation. What are some of the first questions that come to your mind that you're sort of as you're walking through that you're sort of chit chatting with 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 the vendors? Well, while I'm in the tour mode looking at the property, I'm, most of my questions are. Uh, not surprisingly focused on the property and the elements and the design and when they did the renovation and who was the interior designer and so forth. So that's a lot. It's when I get down and sit down like we are today across a, a table that I start really wanting to discover, you know, I call it peeling the onion, you know. So, you know, where are you at, Tom, in the process of, of contemplating selling? Are you actually at the point of having made a decision or are you still thinking about it? Um, you know, what are some of the things you'd like to cover with us today? Is there anything pertaining to the potential sale of property that is giving you any concern or even keeping you up at night? Because if there's anything that's stressing you out, that would be good for us to discuss because it may not need to stress I you out. I love that. He said, so really, you're there not to be liked. That helps a lot, but to solve a problem. And yeah. what you're saying is, let's talk about it. Co correct. And I know that a, a sale of a property doesn't need to be as stressful as it often is. It's often stressful because agents overvalue property. They undermarket property. Um, they don't present it properly. So I cover all those things and I say, Tom, you know, to make sure we reduce the stress, what I'm gonna make sure is that we position your property in a price range that the market is gonna see as relatively attractive or certainly credible. Yeah. If, you, if you're looking for a million and all the recent sales have been 850 to 920 and we go out looking at a million, I can tell you it's gonna be a stressful process. Because yeah. what I'm likely to be doing is bringing you lots of reasons people don't wanna buy your home. Yeah. I want to position it in a price range where people are going to be starting to make me offers, they're going to be fighting over it, and they're going to be elbowing each other out of the way because they all want the home because it's fairly valued. At that point, we get a premium because we get the competition kicking yeah. us to the next level. So agents create most of the stress in a sale process. Yeah. Not the vendor, not the buyers. Agents create it. So if you re-engineer and go back to the beginning and say, well, you know, stress has come when I overvalue a property, when I don't get enough buyers through the inspections. So make sure that your property, media, papers, signboards, online, that it's, it's, it's absolutely marketed to everyone. Because it's easy to say no sale, no charge, give me $500, and you're gonna be apologizing for the next two months as to why people aren't looking at the property. Versus having a serious conversation says, Tom, let's look at a four or $5,000 marketing plan, because that's the sort of marketing plan that's gonna get you the result that you want. Yeah, so I think John, if you interviewed a thousand vendors and said to them, what do you prefer out of the two? No sale, no charge. So you won't sell your home, but you won't pay, or sell your home and get top dollar. Um, so I think it's inevitable that if you're not gonna sell it, essentially if that's your strategy, I suppose that maybe not paying, you're, you're beginning with a negative uh, of yeah. frame of reference. Yeah. Um, JM, we're gonna uh, uh, finish, uh, wind up. Um, I just wanted, uh, Zali Reynolds, uh, you suggested that we talk to her about Arab. Um, she referred to me. She, she got referred to you. Yeah, and then referred to me. You yeah. asked me uh, whether I knew her, which I did. I did a video with her last week. I've got to say, anyone 
that is um, wanting to 2x or 3x their business, come and listen to at Eric of this girl yep. got thrown out of home at age 13. Mm -hmm. She literally got thrown out. Mm -hmm. Was brought up by another family. Um, JM, she wrote 1.4 million, 1.375. She started from scratch, has created a farm area system, wow. and she's going to outline. So if there's an agent out there that says, how do I totally dominate a farm area and I'm brand new? We've actually got someone that is going to show them the Brilliant. system. Brilliant. And I have to say, um, it is just, uh, it was so refreshing to see someone young, hungry, fresh, that if you want something badly, you can get it, and I think yeah. that um, is that video on your website. Yet? It's not on the it's not on the website yet, John. It'll be on the website in two days' time. Okay, good. Um, and I I, I just think uh, I just think that you'd actually go to Eric just to watch her. to watch her, and yeah. then you could go surfing afterwards. Yeah. But we don't want people to do that. <laughs> we want them to hang around and watch the podcast. This has been brought to us by realestate.com.au, our great sponsors. Guys, it's been great to see you. Troy, JM came off the bench in the seventh minute. We've got by 14-12. Hopefully we're going to touch down. We'll see you next week. See ya. Bye, guys. Thanks, Troy.